welcome to the Still Study Podcast here on this lovely Sunday, August 7th, 2022. My gratitude to all of you, Yin's beautiful, beautiful studians. This is your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, welcoming you to episode number 51 of the session. And today, I am going to recap my experience in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where I was visiting training camp, got to observe practice on Thursday. Unfortunately, the Friday night lights practice got rained out in what was just a freaking monsoon on Friday. And then Saturday, had the tremendous opportunity to go to the Southside facility and watch the Steelers practice outside in pads. We couldn't escape the rain, but just wanted to recap what I observed, just some of the stories from the event, and share that all with you here today on episode 51 of the Still Study Podcast. It has been a minute since I recorded a full-length podcast. I think June 19th was the last time. Again, if you'll recall, I have left behind the high school principalship. I am never going back. And now I am in this new frontier. I am self-employed, doing a lot of different things. Still, I am still here with y'all on the still study, looking at expanding and growing this site. So very grateful that you're joining me here today. We can connect. I love to connect with the studians. The three ways that we could do that, you can comment on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. You can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still Study Insider. That is linked in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. I also wanted to point out too that I have recently added a donate button to the website. I had a few studians reach out to me and ask, hey, is there any place where I can donate some cash to the site? Would like to help out with site costs and everything, which... Super generous of you guys. I really do appreciate that. I was hesitant at first, but I did add a donate button to the site. So if you want to contribute something, whether that's 50 cents, a dollar, five dollars, whatever, I would be tremendously grateful for that. Would help to cover some of the costs for site upkeep. Again, the, the still study is completely free, but your generosity would be appreciated. That donate button is on the front page of the site. So check that out. Okay, so Latrobe, Pennsylvania. So it has been so long since I visited Latrobe for training camp. It's probably been 15 to 20 years since my last Friday night lights practice. And the work that I've been doing with the site, the work that I've been doing with Jim Wexel, I wanted to make it a point to come out to camp this year to be able to see practices, participate with the media, cover the practices with Jim. And so Jim and I set this up probably back in May and went out, got there on Thursday, met up with Jim at St. Vincent's. He showed me around, was just super helpful, super kind, and just showing me the ropes of the day in the life of a Pittsburgh Steelers beat writer. One of the coolest things was a lot of these guys that I read and that you probably read on their sites, like Mark Caballi of The Athletic, 
Del Lolly of DK Sports, Nick Fairbaugh of Steelers Now, Chris Carter, who was with DK Sports, who is now with Steelers Now and is also going to be moving over to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Ray Fittipato from the Post-Gazette, Mike Prezuda, um, Bob Labriola from Steelers.com, Craig Wolfley, Max Starks, all these guys that I've read or listened to, have enjoyed their work, respect their work. It was just such a unique experience to be rubbing shoulders with them, to to be talking with them, to listen to their conversations about the team and just see how they approach covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I played the role of just being the observer, the fly on the wall. I was just taking it all in and wow. It definitely was one of the coolest moments of my life. And I'm looking forward to more opportunities like that to be around the beat writers in Pittsburgh, develop those relationships and connections, and continue to cover the Steelers. It was so much fun. And I've got some cool stories I'll share at the end of the podcast about some of the writers. But that was was super, super awesome. The first day of practice on Thursday, it was tremendous just seeing the number of fans that were in attendance at St. Vincent's. It was so hot that within 10 minutes of being outside on the practice field, I was drenched in sweat. And just thinking of the players out there in their uniforms, shoulder pads, helmets, And then Mike Tomlin, I mentioned this on a study session, dressed in long black pants, long black shirt, just attracting the heat. I don't know how the dude did it, but he definitely was showing, you know, his commitment to the team to make himself uncomfortable with the players being uncomfortable out there practicing in the heat. But that was definitely cool to see. It was also great to see Tomlin really just He moved around the entire practice field, checking in with all the positions. He would go watch the quarterbacks for a while, and he wouldn't just passively sit there. He was coaching everybody up. He was providing feedback. The player did something well. He was commending them on their performance. If they messed something up, he didn't hold back, and he was very upfront in how he addressed the players. But just showing that he is engaged with all aspects of the team, from the quarterbacks to the wide receivers, to the defensive linemen, the offensive linemen, even special teams, Mike Tomlin is very hands-on as a coach, and that was on display on Thursday in that first practice that I had an opportunity to observe. Practice itself, some of the highlights, I covered those on an earlier study session for that Thursday practice. It wasn't a great practice. I'm going to start with Jalen Warren because he's been somewhat of a camp darling. And I'm going to jump around here a bit from um, Thursday's practice to Saturday's practice. Again, I can't talk too specifically about Saturday's practice because it was closed to the public. But on Thursday, Jalen Warren didn't have the best of days. And he did have a fumble. But I can say just in generality and speaking of Saturday... Saturday's practice, he did redeem himself and everything that I had read or had seen on video 
prior to that Thursday practice was on display. So I think there is a pretty good chance we're going to see a heavy dose of Jalen Warren this preseason. And if he can continue to show out and play like I observe, this dude is going to make the team. Now, here's the other thing. Anthony McFarlane, this entire weekend, especially on Thursday, he had two big catches that were really he had to contort his body and able to pull the the passes in. He had two tremendous receptions, but he also had a big explosive run, and it looks like he is finally coming into his own as a player. If there's been one player I've been tremendously critical of up until this point, it's been Anthony McFarlane. I didn't have him landing on the first iteration of my 53-man roster, but after this weekend's practices that I had a chance to watch, my mind has changed. Benny Snell continues to get a lot of work at running back, especially with Najee Harris still out with the foot injury. Doesn't seem to be serious, but they are taking every precaution with him. But they are giving Benny Snell's Benny Snell the majority of the repetitions. He's going to be that number two. But if Anthony McFarland continues to have a good camp and Jalen Warren continues to have a good camp, the argument could be made that you're going to keep four running backs. Now, that's a lot to keep at the position. If you don't keep Warren on the 53-man roster, then potentially you could stash him on the practice squad in the event that there's an injury. But you also risk other teams poaching him away if they like the performance that they see from him this preseason. So the Steelers may have a unique decision to make at running back, and that is because of really just tremendous play by Anthony McFarlane and Jalen Warren. The tight ends, oh my lord. they I felt like in, in every practice, again, I can't speak specifics about Saturday, but overall, they were solid. Pat Freyermuth is not practicing right now because he still has an injury. I believe it's a hamstring. But Zach Gentry caught everything that came his way. He just looks like he has grown once again. He might be an even bigger surprise this year. Connor Hayward is a gamer. I don't think I saw him drop a pass. And when he has the ball in his hands, he is shifty. He is, he's got sneaky quicks. He's not fast, but he's a gamer. He, he can do some damage this year. I'm very excited about him. And then JC or Jace, I'm probably butchering the first name, Sternberger, another tight end they signed this offseason as a free agent. He made some nice plays, not much of a blocker, but just overall impressed with the tight ends. Kevin Rader was okay, but this could be a position of strength this year. This year, And also keep in mind, too, Pat Freyermuth is not even on the field right now because he is injured. But very excited about the tight ends. In terms of the wide receivers, Deontay Johnson had several flashes in camp. Chase Claypool has been hurt. He did get on the field a bit on Saturday, but he 
didn't take a ton of snaps. They're easing him back into it. Anthony Miller, I spoke about him and what he's provided. Steven Sims, the wide receiver that they picked up last year who was with their Washington football team. I had to catch myself. He has made some nice plays in camp. He has had some instances of drops, but he has looked solid, and he also can make some contributions in the return game. So really liked what I saw from him. Gunnar Olszewski, that dude is a gamer. If you have ever seen the movie Varsity Blues and you remember Tweeter, that's who he reminds me of. The dude is just a nut out there on the field. He made some tremendous catches this weekend, and I look for him to make some contributions in the passing game. He wasn't used in that capacity in New England. I think he's going to get an opportunity to do that in Pittsburgh, but was really impressed by what I saw from him. So good stuff there. George Pickens, I didn't. he didn't really flash as much as – was he was talked about prior to me coming out to camp, which is not to say that he didn't make any plays because he did, but he was maybe just a little bit more quiet than he was in those prior practices for me being there. I wanted to see Tyler Sneed, the rookie wide receiver out of East Carolina. I saw him return a few punts, but he really didn't do much in terms of um, the receiving game. So that's a little overview on the wide receiver room. In terms of the offensive line, Dan Moore is going to have a monster year. He looked solid. Anytime that I watched him, whether it was in team when they were running offense versus defense, seven shots, or the one-on-one battles, he just looks the part of a left tackle. And I think he's got potential to have a Pro Bowl caliber season. We'll have to see how that plays out. Was a little disappointed in Kendrick Green overall. Uh, in terms of his performance, he really, especially in some of the one-on-one drills, again, I can't speak specifics, but the getting bull rushed into the backfield, getting overpowered, that is still noticeable. He did have some some bright spots, but overall it was uneven. And in terms of growth, eh, I didn't see much there. Chuksakor four looked okay. Uh, didn't really get a good look at James Daniels. Kevin Dotson, the few times that I zeroed in on him and watched him, anchored well against some pass rushers, got out on the move in terms of run blocking. But the O-line looked okay defensively I know that a lot of the reports in camp early on were that the defense was dominating and were the unit that was winning camp. They were performing better than the offense. I can't say that I saw that in my visit to Latrobe. I saw a lot of busted coverages. I saw a lot of receivers getting behind defensive backs, giving up some big plays. I saw 
a couple of big runs broken off. And I didn't think it was an overall great showing from the defensive unit this weekend. Now, there are a lot of players hurt. Minka Fitzpatrick was finally in pads on Saturday, but he he still didn't practice. But they they don't have all their guys out there yet. So, again, you can't read too much into it. But I can't say that I was super impressed by the performance of the corners. That's Cam Sutton, Kella Witherspoon. DeMonte Casey is filling in at safety right now for Amika Fitzpatrick. He was okay. Terrell Edmonds was okay. The inside backers, in terms of covering the pass, as I mentioned on a previous study session and in my training camp report from Thursday, it wasn't wasn't great. wasn't great. So I think there's still a lot of work to do there. In terms of watching the defensive line, Cameron Hayward is just an absolute stud. He's a stud. I mean, what can you say? He was he was all that plus tax. Isaiah Loudermilk looked pretty strong. Didn't get to see much too much of the defensive line. Again, the this is not to be critical of the defense because it is way too early. But this is just my observation from this weekend. Also, got a chance to watch Presley Harvin booming it and was looking for consistency. So I I watched probably 10 to 15 punts. That inconsistency is still there, that uneven unevenness. But what is also there is the boomers. Dude could still boom it. But he definitely has work to do in terms of getting more consistent with his punting because he did struggle with that last year. Again, it's camp. This is what's supposed to be happening. This is a process. They're getting better. And they're going to get better. They're going to improve. The question is, is will it be enough for this team to be a competitor, a contender in the AFC North and in the AFC? We don't know, but they are putting the work in to try and make that a reality for 2022. If I were to sum it up in terms of the biggest winner from this weekend and then the player who has gotten most to show and most to grow in these last few weeks at camp, I would have to say that the player who stood out most to me was I'm going to take the easy way out here. I'm going to say it's not it's not a player, it's a position and it's it's the tight end room. I thought that Zach Gentry was just an absolute stud out there. I thought that Connor Hayward was an absolute stud out there. I thought that JC or Jace Sternberger was an absolute stud out there. So I was most impressed. I came away most impressed with that tight end room with those three names. And I'm really excited about what this tight end position can offer. And once Pat Fragermuth gets out there, again, they're going to have some difficult or they're going to have some difficult decisions to make at that position, but just super impressed by the tight ends. The player 
who has the most room to grow and most development in between now and the end of camp and preseason, it's got to be Kendrick Green. Wanted to see just a little bit more anchor, a little bit more ability to hold up against the bull rush. I can't say I saw that consistently from him. And he looked flat-footed at times, like he quit moving his feet. So, again, I know it's still early. There is time for him to grow and improve. But I guarantee you the coaching staff is talking about needing to see more from him. Because it just was not on display this weekend. So next up for your Steelers, they're going to be off. They're off today on Sunday. And then obviously they're going to put in practice this week and then have their first preseason game next Sunday against the Seahawks. Things are officially getting started. And then to close out the show today, just wanted to talk about some of the cool things that I had the opportunity to do in terms of just talking with the beat writers who cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, big shout out to Jim Wexel, who just was super generous in welcome, welcoming me out to Greensburg area, welcoming me out to tra- training camp, connecting me and introducing me to all the guys there. And the one thing I'll say is the, the beat writers, they are, they're like a, uh, it's like a fraternity. They all get along. They all bust on each other, bust each other's stones, tease each other. They're always laughing, and they're just a good group of guys. It was, again, just so fun for me to sit back and listen and watch. And, you know, these guys that I read their work, just hearing them talk about Steelers football or hearing them rag on each other, it was just a super cool, super cool experience. One of the coolest stories. So... On Friday, we were all, so this is the media, we were all gathered to get on a school bus because the Steelers take multiple school buses over to Latrobe High School Stadium for the Friday night lights practice. And so there's buses that the players get on, that the coaches get on. The bus that I was on was all of the press, so you had all the guys that I talked about at the outset of the show were on there from Ray Fittipato to Jim to Mike Prezuda, to Bob Labriola. And one of the coolest things is apparently there wasn't enough room on the other buses. So Chase Claypool and Alex Highsmith actually got on our bus. So that was pretty neat. So as we're on the bus, it starts pouring rain even harder. It starts lightninging. And you've got about like 50 dudes and like three females who are on this bus. And it's just sweaty and nasty. The windows are all fogged up. It's gross. And then eventually they announced that practice was canceled. So all the press got off. The press was invited to a walkthrough that was taking place at a nearby high school in their, um, I think, a gymnasium. But none of the, the reporters went because you couldn't report out on what you saw. So it was a closed practice. You could just go and watch. So nobody ended up going. So we get outside. A lot of the beat writers 
leave and are walking to their vehicles in an absolute downpour. And when I'm talking about downpour, it was Noah Ark type shit. <laughs> it was crazy. And it's actually Noah's, Noah's Ark right now driving home from Latrobe. So I'm standing there. A lot of the other guys have, have left, but it was me, Del Lolly, it was Jim Wexel, Max Starks, who's now in the booth this year with Bill Hillgrove and Craig Wolfley. Craig Wolfley was there as well. There was um, several other guys who were there. And Craig Wolfley was like, all right, I'm going to head out, guys. So he started walking away over to where his car is across this big sidewalk that split two of the fields. And as he was walking over, a skunk came out of nowhere. And there was a showdown that took place at that moment between Craig Wolfley, former Steelers offensive lineman, and this skunk. And for about 10 minutes, Craig was deciding what he should do. Should he... Wow, it is really coming down. Should he try to outmaneuver the skunk and get around him? Or should he retreat back to where us clowns were hanging out underneath of an overhang to avoid the rain. And so this skunk was persistent. I mean, there it was aggressive. Like it was like walking up on Craig. At one point it jumped on top of a trash can and it was from a distance, it was just a hilarious scene to see. However, at one point, Craig Wolfley decided that, you know what? I'm gonna make it by the skunk. So the skunk crawled down the hill a little bit and Wolf took off, did his uh, best 40 yard dash, made it by the skunk, spray free. It was just a hilarious sight to behold. And just one of the coolest, coolest stories that I got to check out. The other thing that was really cool was having the opportunity to be a part of the press conferences I got to sit in on a Mike Tomlin press conference. I got to sit in on Deontay Johnson's press conference about his contract where he was talking about signing his new contract. And then following the Saturday practice, had an opportunity to jump into a few press conferences that are really impromptu, one with Kenny Pickett, one with Mitch Trubisky, one with Najee Harris. And that was just a pretty surreal experience just to see the kindness of the players, the willingness to talk to the reporters and just overall in general the beat writers the players just the whole experience this weekend it's more evidence more proof that the Steelers organization is first class it was the kindness of everyone involved with that entire operation the professionalism just super impressive from top to bottom and you know what I'm grateful that I get to cover this team, that I get to report out on this team, that I get to write about this team, talk about this team. It's a dream come true. It's a passion. It's something that I wanted to do all my life. And it is slowly becoming a reality for me. And I want to thank you, Yin's beautiful studians, for helping to make that possible. And more content is going to be coming your way, going to be ramping up everything that's going to be available to you on the still study. So stay tuned for that. But I just want to thank you for joining me here today for episode number 51 of the still study podcast. 
It has been quite a while since I put one of these together, but was very glad to do so. Hit a little rough patch of rain there. I had to pause for a second. It's coming down. I didn't know if I was gonna have to pull over or not. But anyway, studyings, thank you so much for your support. We can connect one of three ways. Email thestillstudygmail.com. Comment on the articles. Give me a follow on Twitter, at stillstudy. Love to connect with you. Check out the podcast that I do with Wex over on his site, The Still City Insider. It is linked in the show notes. New episode up today. Don't forget that The Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and have the new shows delivered directly to your daily feed. And then also, just a reminder, there is a donate button that is now available on the website. If you want to help cover some of the site costs, if you want to contribute, if you appreciate and value what I do, I would be grateful for any type of donation you make. But don't think that you're obligated to. If you want to, great. If not, that's great as well too. But anyway, I hope you have a tremendous Sunday. Remember, guess what? Steelers football returns next Saturday. How great is that? Man, life is good. Have a great rest of your weekend. Love you guys. Peace.